Hey guys, welcome to You Chat Too Much podcast. This is a podcast where two international teachers, Joe and Madge, discuss various topics with the help of interesting and amazing guests each week. Enjoy the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to You Chat Too Much. This is episode two of our new season, season four, and we're on the road to 100 episodes. Uh, We're currently at 29. Today, our episode delves into the world of guns, our views on guns, gun um, stats, tons and tons of stats today, Um, and and basically everything uh, related to um, who has the most amount of guns in the countries um death by guns and and then speaking on some recent uh recent news uh, across america we've got uh, a guest on today a good friend of mine who i used to teach with in egypt called sam and he is american but i wanted to kind of start and preface this with he's not going to be able to speak for the whole of america it's just his his views and his view only and and the same for myself and madge as always um and i wanted to kind of get him on to talk about it and have that different opinion and have a view of somebody who may or may not have guns himself, um, as me and Madge might not. So welcome Sam to the podcast. Thank you, Joe. Uh, man, I've listened to a couple and I haven't heard that disclaimer done before. So <laughs> yeah. man, this is, this, is, this is like getting to the edgy territory. It's now well, edgy here. Well, yeah, I mean, I just, I think I'm, I think uh, people from the UK are very prone, and I would say this from myself yeah. and Major. I think you agree that when you when you speak on America, if you know one American, oh, you yeah. say, "Oh, how do you feel about this?" And it's obviously multiple, basically multiple countries within one country, so it's so hard to speak on it. And we've had that conversation before about various topics, anyway. So, yeah, a little preface to start. So. Um, before we actually start the questions and the podcast, I want to say congratulations on um, your new little boy who's entered the world just recently. Yes. Congrats. That, yes. Thank you so much. Uh, I now have one two-year-old and one two-week-old. So yeah. uh, hands are full. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. He's a handsome um, boy. Very handsome. Yeah. And um, before we start the intro questions, Madge, how are you? Yes, mate. All good, mate. All good. Uh, welcome, Sam. It's good to, uh, good to see you. Thank on you. Here. It's good to see you again. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, like Joe said, I mean, I think for us, we uh, before we get into that question, I think for us, because we're just surrounded by similar people who have been brought up in very similar ways, it's, it's, it's good to just have a different point of view. And that's the whole idea of having different people on the podcast. So it'll be good. Right. It'll be a good chat. Right, right, right. Sounds good. All right, Sam. First uh, intro questions from us. Um, if you had to delete all but three apps on your phone, which ones would you keep? Um, well, let's see. I think first I'd have to probably keep. I could keep like a messaging, or is that like part of the phone? No, no. I keep a messaging. No, to, no. Okay. Keep delete messaging. everything yeah okay keep messaging okay. uh okay i'm i'm stuck on instagram uh, yep. i'm i'm stuck on it i can't get rid of it and um i'll go with a game um i'll go with like uh this marvel game that i play with my wife we just nice it's just what we do with our downtime yeah nice i yeah. like it yeah uh second question if you could design your own mount rushmore what four faces would you have? Um, um, well, I'd say, I'd probably say Lincoln stays. Lincoln okay. should stay on there. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, and um, we could add maybe a Charles Barkley up there. Uh, nice. Always been a big fan. Yeah. Yeah, someone outstanding. Uh, outspoken, we'll say. Yeah. Um, I'll say the past few years, 
Dolly Parton's gotten a lot of. Uh, I'll, I'll put Dolly Parton up there. She's a great representative, okay. representative you know, woman for America in general. I think, and um, yeah, Ke- the, Kelly Clarkson. One, <laughs> Kelly Clarkson. Uh, yeah, if you don't, if you don't like Kelly Clarkson, you don't like America. But I'll say yeah. that uh, if she if she keeps the trajectory, she might get to Dolly Parton status. Yeah. yeah. So I like we'll, it. We'll reserve that for her. Yeah. Okay. And then the final one. Yeah. Uh, Well, final Um, question. I've got. I'm from. I'm. Yeah. Go ahead. Final question. Were you gonna? Were you gonna put one more person on there? Well, you're the one that you put Kelly Clarkson in there. Yeah. You never chose it. You just put it. You put it into the mix. Yeah. Yeah. You put her into the mix. I wasn't gonna put her up there. I said maybe (laughs) she continues that trajectory. Okay. Who was your fourth one? I apologize. Um, we'll, uh, we'll do a little like uh, history. We'll put, we'll put Sam Houston since I'm sort of talking from Texas as a Texan, I'll put Sam Houston up there. Uh, yeah, his history thing. He, he's like the father of Texas. I like it. General. I like yeah, it. Yeah, so, yeah. And then final question, what would be the title of your auto autobiography? Yeah. Uh, Hell if I know. I don't know. It's, uh, <laughs> That's such a tough uh, one. That could be it. Yeah, that could be it. Is um, yeah, I, it could just be hell if I know. I I don't know. People always ask me questions. I'll be like, hell if I know, man. Just I like that. It's a story of like my life. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. And as good. I get the feeling that this is like what the podcast will be. What do you think of this? <laughs> hell if I know, man. <laughs> man. <laughs> it's such a good answer for everything today. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> It has been, yeah. Okay. So, thanks for those answers, Sam. They were quality. I I didn't expect anything (sighs) anything less. Yeah. (laughs) So, episode two of season four, um, we're delving into gun use, gun crime, uh, and gun stats. Madge, do you want to start us off with some stats that you found and some of the ones that stood out to you to to start off our conversation yeah okay so we'll start off with some like um, world stats uh, an estimated 2000 people are injured by gunshots every single day um the percentage of killings committed with firearms um 72 percent in brazil 91 in el salvador and 59 percent in honduras um and then just some like interesting stats i mean when you look at stats, for example, they they all kind of targeted toward the US anyway. So I just feel bad for saying them, but I mean, I'll uh, I'll say what I got here. That I found this one interesting that I knew about before, um, because when the Black Lives Matter movement happened, but like fifty eight percent point five percent uh are accounted for in gun crime, African American, uh, nationwide, or if. But despite only making thirteen percent of the U.S. population, and that's kind of interesting. And I think this one as well, just because of how media portrays it, and I know we kind of know like media all all is kind of exaggerate what it actually is. But public mass shootings account for less than one percent of gun deaths in the USA. So I think that does the opposite of what we think, because obviously the way the the most of the time what gets reported is mass shootings, and especially in schools or wherever it happens, but actually it's 1% of the deaths in the USA. Um, and then I looked a little bit about children. Um, one out of three homes in America uh, with kids have guns. And 85% of children who are killed by a firearm have guns in their own home. Um yeah, I think uh, I think the uh, that stat match there where you, you talk about like the public mass shootings, I think the thing that stood out to me was a mass shooting is any more than four victims as well, because mm. obviously my my mind and where the media pushes it is a mass shooting is like something like you know huge, yeah. any more than four, and and I think uh, maybe some of the stats that we can see as well, um, any type of like gang related and I, I would probably agree with the likes of brazil and el salvador and honduras 
the stats would correlate with probably gang violence as well. That um, you know, the, the amount of mass shootings and firearms and deaths. What did yeah. you think? Um, what did you think about this st- twelve states one match? If you want to read that to Sam, and then we can get Sam's opinion on that as well and what he thinks. So, twelve states allow individuals to carry concealed weapons in a pub in public without any license or permit, and thirty states allow the open carrying of a handgun in public without any license or permit. So, what's that like? Forty-two states. That's that's majority of the states, isn't it? Um. Yeah, I mean, there's another stat though as well. Having said that, 42 states, because like a, a lot of the talk now, or whenever there is a shooting, is all about like we need to we need to get some law in there. There needs to be checks. Um, and there's actually one stat here that says uh, a law rec- a law requiring gun purchases to first get a license from law enforcement, for example, is supported by more than 75% of Americans, which 63% of them are actually gun owners. It never mm. comes across, and seventy percent Republicans. I don't know what that means. I'm guessing. I know it's one of the parties, but I don't know how, what that means in this example. But mm. it, it, it's just like the reason why I'm saying that is because in the media, it's always working out that our oh, Americans are all up for uh, having guns, but they don't want the law changes. They just kind of want to keep it as it is. But that's why I, I thought that was interesting. I mean, I'm saying that because that surprised me. Because obviously, the only thing I can kind of know about America really. Um, is from what gets portrayed in the media, but I also know what I listen to it. That is, is that is not the picture, and that's the whole point. I'm in Sam on here today, and it just to kind of offer a different perspective. Yeah. So, Sam, do you want to um, offer your view on a couple of those things? Actually, I mean, I might not disagree with any of this. Um, I so yeah, the statistics are shameful and many and and especially when you consider that um i think it was what mass shootings are one percent of gun deaths well even the united states like as um as an industrialized country has like just far and above beyond the amount of gun deaths um like than any other industrialized country so i mean it's one thing to compare us to like el salvador and brazil but I mean, compares to Switzerland, compares to Norway, um, or you know Israel, where there's a high percentage of gun ownership, and it's still, um, and I think it's, I think it's much, it's it's a gun issue, but it's also like an inequality issue that is at play. I mean, when you talk about the African American community, I mean, a lot of that is inequality baked into that stat about how. Um, you know, how much crime there is in, in those communities and, Mm. you know, the way of life. It's, it's interesting because, um, from what I, and I'll get into like some of the politics that I've observed about it, but, you know, as a, as a, you know, student teacher of history, um, gun control has been on people's, on different communities' minds for different reasons, and you know in the when you look at malcolm x and in the black panthers in the 60s and 70s like they were very much against gun control because um it was it was something that they could use to protect their communities well then Mm -hmm. you know then comes the the drug trafficking and things like that and it becomes a whole new it, it spirals into a whole new other issue and so now um you know, now it's, it's sort of flipped. Um, so, um, like who, who's demanding the gun control? Um, and yeah, I would say that most Americans, uh, do want stricter regulations and like, I'm one of them, even as a, even as a gun owner, like I've, I've managed to, um, prior to going international, um, when I was, young and teaching and I had a long summer with, um, you know, looking for hobbies, being in Texas and having families that are into guns. I figured it was something that I could pick up just to, you know, have something to bond with, with them because, you know, I'm, I am sort of like the, 
the lone liberal of the family. I, I don't have much, uh, you know, to um, to bond over. But anyway, I'm not really sure that's all about what it was about. But um, so my my dad has uh, a few guns. I picked up a couple because, you know, I, I at least wanted to know how they worked. I wanted to be like proficient at something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's, it's something like, you know, in the States, it's like you come across, come across people that like cars. They're into the engineering, the, the looks of it and um, the functionality and how it works. Um, you, you just get people drawn to that, whether it be it cars, computers, um, then, yeah, guns, because it is the U.S. and it is Texas yeah. specifically. Yeah. Um, Sam, could you just like uh, one of the things I'm aware of is just the other day we were talking about um, guns and how it's like someone said to me, oh, it's so weird um, having guns and stuff like that. But then I was like straight away, I think, well, we just got brought up in a different way. Someone who's had guns around them all the time would not find living with guns weird. But just because we live in a country brought up in a country where I don't have guns and also now currently living in a country which also doesn't have guns. Basically never been around guns in that way. Mm. Obviously it will feel weird because it's just not normal to us but I just like want you to kind of share like how, what was your upbringing in terms of like guns, your relationship guns. I know you just kind of mentioned it there but I mean was there at any point when you were growing up a conversation about guns and how to use them or in your family? How is that? Is that something that's expected to be passed down generations just to kind of give us a little bit of background on that? Yeah, I guess, I guess you could uh, say that it is, it is sort of an expectation in a lot of people's families to sort of teach your kids proper gun, gun control. You know, actually in Texas, they'll say gun control is, you know, what you do with your brain and your trigger finger, like that's the real gun control. No laws can really, you know, uh, keep people from shooting each other. It's really what goes on with the person and this, their, their minds about safety and, and responsibility. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, you know, it's, um, and actually gun, gun crime has touched my family because I've never met my grandfather and he, he was actually killed um, by a robbery. So he owned a grocery store and he was shot and killed. So even, even with that, um, the, the mentality is to, you know, my dad would carry one in a briefcase going back and forth to the grocery store or school, you know, going through his neighborhood. Cause it wasn't the best of neighborhoods where my dad grew yeah. up. Um, but even so, um, you know, even my friends, people from all upbringings, if you're not um, in it for the protection aspect, you're going out and hunting. Mm-hmm. So um, the idea of guns being around is, is just a, a thing. Um, now, I, yeah, yeah, go ahead, Joe. Uh, I think, I think you make that point though, because I would say from a, a Brit, a stereotype of like Texas and the South is, is like cookups, barbecues, ribs, shooting, hunting, that type of stereotype. And, and it's more of like just that kind of cultural environment that you're brought up in. And the, the idea when Madge, when you were saying like, you're not used to it. When I first went to Egypt, obviously where we were all, but in that first year, I found it really bizarre that so many security guards in front of all banks, shopping malls, hairdressers, jewelry shops, wherever, they would all have these like big old rifles. But then after the second year and even the third year, I mean, I was just like stood next to them. I wasn't, it, 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 I didn't even see it. And it was only until like when I had like, you know, family members or friends come over and go, oh, look at the gun. And I'm like, oh yeah, like I just don't see it anymore. It's, you're so quick to, kind of not realize it when you are around it so often and how much of that is the u.s well what's funny about that is that i always noticed it like it was i guess because um i fired guns i know what they do and i remember one time we were waiting around at the atm 
and the freaking security guard like waved his like in a joking manner waved his gun at us and yeah. i freaked the hell out like there was there's yeah. no reason like i was and i remember like i was the only one that sort of like did a little duck and everybody else just kind of froze but it was just like that that guy like i i wanted to punish that guy so bad because it was just to to aim a barrel at someone like that is just and i yeah and that's it's just something as um i guess because you know i have taken like you know <laughs> what amounts to like as a safety course and i have been in the boy scout uh you know the cub scouts and boy scouts yeah. and and i have been around family members it's just like you're never aiming a barrel at anybody and yeah. you are always aware of your surroundings when this 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 firearm this thing is in your presence so you know in egypt i, I was you know it was a I was on edge probably mm. just as much, if not more as like the average other person that wasn't brought up with guns. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So, um, so some of the things like with, with the scouts and I've even, when I was in Texas, I guess as an adult, I actually back when it was law, I took the course to get a concealed handgun license um, not cause I, I wanted to sport my gun around in public so much, but I was, I was a bit weirded out about a gray area. You know, what if I'm going to the target shooting and I'm carrying my gun with me? What do I, what should I do? Also just sort of like, you know, I was curious. We have summers. I wanted to mm. pass the time to do something. So I, I took it, I took that up and, uh, it's interesting. I can get into the, to what they actually cover, but it, and guns people that are really into guns and it, it it can be a bizarre world and um go ahead imagine what, what yeah you i was i was just wondering something that you just said earlier was that you you use or people in your family have used guns for protection so mm -hmm. like my, one of the things that we we don't as brits as well don't understand is that in our in our country like we don't have our police don't have, carry guns i mean in very very extreme situations where like maybe a terrorist attack or anything like that they will i've never seen a police carry a gun by the way but they they have different ways of doing it so is it the protection um because of the lack of control from the police or is it a protection because other people have guns like i, I can't understand where that is because like for us when, right. we, when we when we talk about it we talked yeah. about it in the office the other day and we i was like we were trying to work out how to justify it and we was and i i, I kind of said like america's a massive place so if something was to happen to someone who was who's out in the sticks when can the police officer get to them so maybe that's why they have guns um but then again you have places like that in the uk as well and, and it'll, it'll take a while for the police to come there so but it works or even in other countries where they don't have gun crime so what, what's the yeah what's the protection from or in your in your um, opinion anyway i will say that um just because i i've been a teacher of government and politics and sort of I wouldn't call myself Louis Theroux and go into these like, you know, these gun shows and things like that to see like how this what this world is like. But, man, they, they have they've they've sort of been fed a lot of things on what they need protecting from mm -hmm. could be that they have this sort of outsized. I mean, one thing is that when I when I took this gun course and when I've talked with people about um i guess carrying your gun out in public which is something that i i've never done um there's a sort of vivid imagination of what could occur and you mm. know you have the stories you have the um the las vegas shooting you have the uvaldi you have all these things and you have gun crime in the cities i mean there's a sort of like mentality of uh better better have it and not use it than to not have it and need to use it. So there's this, I have to say there's, it's a vivid imagination. I think there is a bit of a sort of uh, on some people's desire to actually be uh, in a situation like that. Um, 
but also they think, you know, there are, and then if you go on the more extreme side, they have the people that think that they need it from protection from some sort of tyrannical government. Okay. Mm. And those are the people out in like the sticks, sticks that form these groups, these, these sort of proud boy militia type groups uh, out in Michigan in the woods and things like that. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's, and it's, you know, something that is, is, um, you know, you might talk to some government and economics teachers in, in Houston that'll kind of drop that one in passing. Like, well, yeah, you know, the founding fathers, you know, they, 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 I mean, it was part of their, you know, idea that if people had their guns and the, the government wouldn't be so tyrannical, you know, about things. And then there's the sort of, you know, fear of minorities. There's the fear of um, breakdown of society type things. Uh, but for your most, most of your run of the mill people, I wouldn't even say that they really in their minds, they might say that it's for protection, but to be honest, I think they just have it to have it. Just, it's sort of one of those better have it and not need it. Mm. Type thing. Like a fire extinguisher. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, man. Something that I read when I was looking at the stats was that uh, majority of Americans think that uh, the reason to have guns is that it's like a human right to protection. It's a human right to have mm. protection to protect themselves. And one way is the gun. And then I saw something else like, well, if the logic is to keep America safe and to have guns, well, it's not working because it's just getting worse and worse. And that, and, mm. and that was um, that was what I read up about anyway. I mean, something you you opened up about and shared earlier, um, Sam, about your granddad was was interesting because your the the response for a lot of people, and and we'll get onto this later. But when there has been incidents or death due to gun crime, majority of people or the media or other parts of the world say, "Let's take away the guns." But actually, even in your scenario and even in your dad's scenario, it was. I need to get a gun. And that's mm-hmm. something which obviously, you know, not to kind of put your dad into a box and say he should have done something differently, but it is like often an American mentality um, that we've seen portrayed in the media of, okay, when there has been gun crime, when there has been shootings, okay, let's, let's get everyone a gun rather mm-hmm. than let's just take away the gun that's been shooting people. Um, and I mean, you've seen that in in different parts of the world and you've seen that in australia where they've had you know mass shootings or school shootings and so on and then they've addressed it straight away and said well let's get rid of the guns not let's give a gun to the security guards or the teachers or or so on what are your thoughts on that one well i'll say that there's a lot of money to be made in guns uh in the u.s and the people that and they've been quite effective and noisy is that this um this sort of minority of people you know you can see the statistics that most favor tougher regulation on this Mm. um but it's been a very effective and noisy um group of people that have managed to stonewall any type of reform in this in this area and it is it's i mean what they do is right so if you look at a group like the nra which is like the noisiest of the noisy um Mm -hmm. you know they got a fair amount of money although they do have their troubles right now but they are, they are mainly f- like they're a group to represent the gun manufacturers of America, even yeah. though they like to consider themselves representing the people, but they are mainly a trade group. So for gun manufacturers and they sort of um, have been effective in using these moments. I mean, when uh, Sandy Hook happened, um, Sandy Hook happened a little bit before it actually happened right when I started getting into the hobby. Like, so I don't know if, if you can call it that. Um, <clears throat> is that um, for for a while, I would go to a gun show with my dad, you know, just to mm-hmm. kind of see what it's like. I mean, they got, they got um, historic, like, 
World War II type things, uh, uh, yeah. memorabilia like uh, guns, rifles. They have the modern stuff, and some of it is just a bit, you know. And then there's the bizarre side of things. But man, when Sandy Hook happened, I've never felt uh, cringier before. Like because we we went to a gun show or went to try to go to one, but the line was around the corner like several times. That was after because of, uh, yeah, this was after Sandy Hook because of the paranoia that and that mm-hmm. these things will be taken away. And to be honest, like the problem is when when you guys mention things like Australia and the comp and the sort of um, way that they dealt with that, I can't. I do not see that happening in the U.S. It's mm. it, it's a it's a pretty like the amount. And when you say that the people who have guns in their households, I mean, if you look at the statistics, there's multiple out, out there there's multiple guns per american but if only if only 30 to 40 percent of or even less than that 30 percent of americans have a gun in their household that means that the household that does have a gun has multiple guns in there yeah yeah and so um it's 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 a sort of um passionate and very noisy group and they've they've been very effective in using and people's fear and paranoia and it's just it's just a bit sad because when i was you know preparing for this conversation i looked at the gun deaths and i remember sandy Hook and it was so awful i remember virginia tech um you know things that you guys might not have even heard of virginia tech yeah. the lubies uh cafeteria there was Columbine, of course, but then I was like, oh, Las Vegas. Yeah. 60 something people died in that. And that's like I, I when I think of these these things, I think of like, you know, unfortunately, I think of the number 20. I'm like, you know, 20 people died. And I think 60. This yeah. guy, uh, like, um, it's just unreal of what we forget in America uh when well, it comes to lot, these types of things. Yeah, and a lot of those things we don't hear on the world news. Um, so when you do hear of, and we we'll talk more about it in a second, but the, the other school shootings, you hear about those like big ones and you hear about those big mass shootings. There's a lot of times when you're not hearing about these, the smaller ones, um, or it just like kind of gets skipped over very quickly or like, you know, like you see, you saw Steve Kerr, you know, after the, one of the, I think it was like game three or game four. He was just like, why am I up here again? It's like, why am I still speaking about this? It's happened here. It's happened here. It's happened here. And so passionately, just so frustrated saying, why do I feel like I'm just constantly giving my condolences? And why is nothing actually, you know, nothing actually changing? Yeah. The, the, the onion newsletter, which is sort of like a satirical newsletter. Every time this happens, they put out just the same headline, which is uh, something like, uh, I guess nothing can be done about this says nation where this only happens, you know, and yeah. they just reuse that same headline over and over and over again. And I mean, the, the, the onion can be quite, uh, yeah, they hit the nail on the head, you know, with that one yeah. every time. There was a start, uh, sure. some that, uh, just kind of what you were saying, but just to put number uh, numbers on it is that, there was someone like there's 120 guns per hundred people in America. That's the stat. So that's something like 393 million in total. But to put it in perspective, 120 per hundred people. When I mean, we, me and Joe was talking about that, and then obviously, like when you read that, you're thinking, "Well, everyone has a gun, and then maybe some have a couple." But obviously, that's not true. But that just means that there's a, a smaller amount of people that have several or even more guns that make that number. But that just shows how many guns are in the country. Right, right. And uh, we can, I guess, when we restart the um, the next round, uh, we can get into, like, I guess, the the different, um, you know, there it's, it's the, the 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 narrative of it is that, you know, um, and this would be coming from my family, this would be coming from a lot of Texans, you know, is that the the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun and that it should be. In a way, I think 
what they want without saying is that they want everybody to be armed, to be a responsible armed citizen willing to, um, you know, uh, be the hero of certain situations. They want everybody to have this sort of responsibility because that's the way that they were brought up when and it sort of it sort of holds the a lot of people, you know, the rest of the population that isn't into this sort of hostage. Like, I think mm. I think it's like a it's a shift from gun ownership being what used to be considered a necessity. You know, when you talk about people out in the sticks, when you talk about the Wild West and and the taming of the you know the west and all that bit um when you go from a necessity to now what it is it's it's a hobby it's like Mm. it's a hobby for most people and for a lot of people they might consider protection but it's really not going to be anything other than a hobby you know for them to go out and shooting and to be you know to be proficient at it so i forgot what point i was making So obviously the the episode came about today um, with recent um, really sad news, and um, you know obviously we made the comment earlier about the fact that we're repeating this and this has happened again. But with uh, the recent shooting, May the twenty fourth, um, nineteen children, two adults, and, uh, I think it was over yeah it was sixteen people were injured um, at Rob Elementary School in Uveld. Did I say that right, Sam? Um, in Texas, we'll say Uvalde. In, uh, Uvalde. in Texas, we say Uvalde. Yeah, nice. Whether it's correct or not, we say it. that's the way we say. <laughs> I like it. So it got me, you know, on top of some of the stats that Madge found. I went on, and and there's a really good link, and, and we'll share the link um, from edweek.org, and it was just basically breaking down all of the stats, uh, where, how many, um, and so on, related to school shootings. And this is based in uh, America, I think, um, solely in America. I think there, there, I don't think there was any others on there. But 27 school shootings this year. Um, there's been 119 school shootings since 2018. And that was when they started to track the incidents, this education week um, online. And the highest number of shootings is 34, which occurred last year. Um, and 10 shootings in 2020, 24 shootings in 2019 and 2018. And the most recent one, and Sam, you spoke about this as well, is the most recent one had the most amount killed since Sandy Hook, which you mentioned earlier as well. The, the big conversation that we see um, outside, of the, outside of the States related to school shootings, and you also mentioned earlier about Las Vegas, is the types of guns. So obviously me and Madge haven't really spoke about our experience with guns. My experience with guns is very minimal, but I have been around guns um, in the sense of I come, I live in the UK in the middle of nowhere and there are farmers all around me and they will all have shotguns, um, whether it's to kill pheasants, rabbits, um, you know, putting down their animals, whatever else. But to have a gun in the UK, you have to go and get your license from the police and get go through various checks. And then you get these like spot checks and you have to keep the gun in one locked cabinet in the back of a cupboard. And then you have to keep that ammunition separate. And I do vividly remember having this, you know, my dad speaking to our neighbor and he was saying, oh, well, it's, it's ridiculous, Tom. Because even if uh, a burglar was to break in, it would take me 20 minutes to load my gun. You know, it's like that type of thing of like, it's so far removed from having a gun to protect yourself in the UK. So obviously that's my experience. And in the UK, you buy a shotgun or maybe a handgun and a handgun would probably be for putting down your animals, most likely. or as my neighbor used to do is shoot the, uh, shoot the rabbits from the flower patch that in the morning from his bedroom randomly. With a handgun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, genuinely. Wow. Okay. So when this point was going was in America, a lot of these school shootings, Las Vegas and Uvalde and various others have been, um, 
they've been using like guns which i would associate with like on you know shooting games on the you know ps2 and 3 and so on um serious like you know um automatic rifles and semi-automatic rifles and things that like you said in las vegas 66 were dead because from the angle where he shot down he he just held his trigger down Mm -hmm. so that for me is where it blows my mind as a you know somebody not around guns is why are we selling why are people in america being sold those types of guns and that's where i wanted you to have like a an input in terms of what you thought and how you feel going around those like gun shows and what you saw and what why people were necessarily saying i want this massive semi-automatic rifle or whatever else you know well um well for one um it is illegal to sell a fully automatic weapon like in in the u.s and there's ways that people get around it there's conversion kits that you can get at a gun show at least they used to be i'm not sure the conversion kit um is is something i think they cracked down on that but what the guy in las vegas had was like a sort what they call the bump stock which um uses the um uses the the Oh, was it the force, the kick of the gun to basically um, make it smooth to where you keep on pulling the trigger and it gives the effect of like having a machine gun. Mm. Um, if you talk to people, you know, that are, <laughs> I keep on bringing up my family, but if you talk to like people from the conservative program side, I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll kind of talk, they'll, they kind of have a disdain that people aren't bringing up the nuance of these, of these things. Uh, whereas <laughs> I'm not really sure there is much nuance with when it comes to like s- these semi-automatic, what we kind of call assault weapons. Now, if you mention that, they'll be like, well, what is an assault weapon? I mean, it's just uh, there are rifles that use the same bullet. I mean, it's still um, so you're going to outlaw those two. And, you know, when I when I when you look at the definition, it's like there's basically you could just narrow it down to what is a semi-automatic rifle something that you don't need to reload the breech mm-hmm. um those have been um quite uh, they've been proliferated in the u.s since i guess there was like a ban that expired in 2004 or something like that and people were like oh it's not going to be that big of a deal well it seems like it has been a big of a deal and it hasn't been um and um and it's it's just getting bigger and bigger now my dad actually has one of those he has an um an ar-15 that he was given to by my brother-in-law as as a as a gift for birthday and my dad's never shot it before in fact i think i'm the only one that's shot it um i have to say it's like it's quite it's quite scary like how easy it is to pick up and handle and to be effective with it's I don't think it's, I don't think it should be really allowed. No, you know, I've been one to see it. It's in my family and I've handled it and shot it, but mm. um, I just don't see the point of these things. Uh, how much are, how much are you talking like the cost of one? Um, uh, well, a good one would be like around thousand uh, dollars, but they have these ones that, you know, are sort of like build your own, to the point where, you know, you can customize and I think there, you can get them for like, oh, I, I don't want to spit out like a, mm. a number here, but you, you can talk about like the $800 uh, dollar range is like where you could probably start with when you talk mm. about like a, uh, one of these composite material type uh, rifles um, that is semi-automatic. Mm. Um, I mean, they're so, not that in, and relatively speaking, they're not that expensive. You know, no. like if you were to, you know, if the NRA was say, okay, we're not going to, you know, support this. We're going to try and make the manufacturers make them more expensive. And then you kind of say, okay, so make a gun like a kind of 5,000 mm-hmm. pounds. You know, it's, yeah, it's like, I mean, you know, certain you're talking about would, like a, yeah, you know, it would like limit it maybe. Tax. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a prohibitive tax that would make it, and that's, that's sort of like what they actually did with, um, from what I understand, with like actual machine guns. 
is mm-hmm. that they aren't they aren't exactly illegal. It's just like the the ownership um, something to do with from back in the 1930s when they had like you know Tommy guns everywhere. That yeah. it, it was like a tax that they put on these guns to make them basically prohibitively expensive. So um, so you can you can have one, but it's like it's gonna cost an arm and a leg to have. Um, when it comes to like paying the tax on it, I don't know. I, I guess I should not speak so much in this, in that area. Cause I'm not an expert. It's just like what you hear around gun shows really. And, yeah, and sure. talking to people. Um, but yeah, this it's a, and it's a big moneymaker. I'll say that much uh, because yeah. it is something that they push the, 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 the old hunting rifle with the wood stock. And um, I mean, these are very durable goods. They get, you get, you buy them. You're not, it's not like you throw it away. It's not disposable. You kind of keep it as a family heirloom uh, for a lot of these like old hunting rifles, but for how do you, how are you going to, you know, entice new customers to buy, uh, you know, your product. And it's like, you have to offer them the whole uh military military style um, rifle is like a is is just to me it's just a new it's just a new market to push into from these yeah. manufacturers yeah can you can you buy uh, a gun for like less than a hundred dollars like if you were to buy uh, like a handgun like from like a Walmart uh, or anything like that no are they all i don't i don't think i don't think a hundred dollars i think uh, um yeah you're looking at um 300 i'd say but still mm-hmm. that's still pretty cheap um yeah depending on the manufacturer i remember I'm trying to pull uh, up the website here. i remember going to america and 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 meeting somebody that recommended or invited me to go to one of those shooting ranges and this was a, a guy who was actually a, a police officer um no he was he was uh like head of the police security, but at, at a school. And he was like the head one. And then he was um, also in his spare time um, since coming from the police and being around guns so much, he was also like very highly ranked marksman in the States. So somebody who shoots guns um, as like a sport. So he took us to his shooting range that he owns and he brought out this array, like two big cases of guns. And the one thing that really fascinated me, um, and you could probably um, correlate that with the amount of like kind of accidental deaths or deaths that aren't, you know, weren't planned necessarily or, or things in, in the States or across the world is he was showing us different types of guns and what you automatically thought would be like an easy one to fire wasn't. So he was saying that often when, you know, uh, smaller or ladies, smaller people or ladies would go and buy guns. They would buy these like small, um, not even a pistol, what do you call it? Like a small revolver that you can easily fit in your bag. But the re- the recoil on it is so bad that actually the aim is really bad and it's really tough. It fires back in your hand, you drop it and so mm-hmm. on. And then he shows you different ones that are bigger and actually the aim is really good and you can fire them. I had that same realization that you did, Sam, where I was then firing these like bigger guns thinking, God, it's so easy to just, like, you know, mm. aim it and fire it to the center of the, the target. But you were able to put like four rounds into that target within, you know, split second. And there wasn't much recall. And there wasn't, you're just thinking the bigger the, the bigger the gun and the more powerful the gun, the easier it is to shoot. That was what was going through my mind. Yeah. And so in some cases it is like that. Um, yeah. You, um, but it, it also depends on the bullet. Like there's um, some bullets they have loaded up with like more powder. And so it, it's, it's a bit weird. Like, um, cause I've, I've owned, I've owned a 45, which is a bit, I, I own one, which is a big bullet. I, mm-hmm. I own a nine millimeter, which is a relatively smaller bullet. And then I've owned a 40, a 40 caliber, which is like a, um, it's like a medium size, but the, the hardest one to shoot was the 40 caliber for some reason, yeah. I forget, but the recoil is, just, it's, it's massive. And, um, I, I sold that one 
because uh, it was just I was like, there's no way I'd ever want to pull this out and use in any sort of situation because um it's 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 crazy like to and when you talk about going to a range in my in my concealed handgun uh class when people we had to like demonstrate hitting a target from way there was a lady there that didn't hit the target and like she got a redo you know yeah and the target's not far away you know it's it's like 12 feet away it's it's definitely not far and to not hit that target and then you're just giving a redo. It makes me wonder what do you actually have to do to not get this concealed handgun license? Yeah, and, um, yeah exactly. And so, yeah, but I mean, right. It's, uh, there is, uh, I guess you were talking about just the, the ease of using some of these. And that was something that historically that's always been the appeal of guns is that, um, you can train a person, you know, with a gun versus a longbow. You know, you can train them um, much quicker. They can, you know, be a peasant and still use it effectively. Um, yeah. So, um, so Sam, I want to yeah. I want to push you to a potential, like a, a potential short answer, but a potential like mm-hmm. you know solvent for this issue. Uh, across the world or maybe primarily just the US is what what would be the one thing if you were in a position of power um, looking into America and knowing obviously that maybe guns aren't just going to be able to be you know given in and a huge amnesty what would the what would the the couple things you would try to to change about it at the minute well okay so um one thing is that it's been, and when I say this noisy group of people who have, you know, they've contributed to lawmakers, they've gotten in certain positions. Some people call that corruption, but in our system, it's it's legal. But um, mm-hmm. it, the the idea of studying handgun violence or gun violence has been like pushed aside. Like the Center for Centers for Disease Control um, wanted to track handgun violence or just gun violence in general they're like no 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 you can't do that like so there's no real you mentioned ed weekly is tracking this like there's no Mm -hmm. real organization that is like tracking this overall so that if there's no problem being studied then i guess there is no problem is the way that the it's been presented so one thing is like you you do have to have a, a good tracking of of this stuff but when it comes to um just certain things uh, registering your your serial numbers to a name to a yeah. name that's like a valid driver's license to me that's like a starter yeah. um they there's for a lot of people it's a non-starter they don't want the government to know you have a gun because then they yeah, can come yeah. take it away from you it's, it's such garbage yeah. but um you know people in texas they they mexicans knew that they had a cannon when they were like in a full-blown rebellion and they hung up a, a flag that said come and take it so if that's if that's your mentality then why don't you just do that you know yeah um and also anyway. your the point you made earlier about the reason why a lot of americans may have guns is to be able to you know handle themselves when the government comes to take them away yeah then actually them having guns is not the issue you know but yeah yeah you know, yeah I, I think those two points though that you made there about, you know, actually tracking what happened yeah. with gun is is such a valid point. And I I never even thought about that in terms of actually getting some proper data on it. And then yeah, yeah. just making sure you know who has guns and where and they're registered yeah, the is, is then just because, safer. Yeah, because because a lot of what they'll bring up is that like if you bring up uh, certain gun laws, then it's only the bad guys that are gonna be able to get guns. Well, you know, every gun almost every gun out there that's used in violent crime has been bought legally at some point. Mm. And it's been people that have lost their guns. It's been ha- people that have had their guns stolen from them who were, yeah. you know, law abiding citizens, but they, you know, either stuff happens or they messed up. I, I even say like the guy that did the concealed handgun license talked about how he had a gun in his glove box and a valet lifted it. He didn't really <laughs> say whether or not he reported it or not. Like, but 
this is this is how it happens. So a lot of countries use these like safe storage laws, which you you brought up with the um, yeah with uh, in in England. Now you know it's a, um, another good tagline is like a gun without ammunition is just an expensive club, you know. So <laughs> so I, I don't know about the ammunition being separate, but yeah. um yeah, but uh, I I would also say that um a light a license. I think that I think people should have a license to have a gun. Like you should have, you should apply and show proficiency at it. At it. Yeah, for sure. Go on, Matt. So I wanted to ask you something. Like, so from what I've been listening for quite a bit now, and just the, it's just a difference in mentality, and like obviously the way we've been brought up is like from what I can hear, it, it's like I'm not saying all Americans, but most Americans kind of want to level the playing field out by having guns so if it's just to protect yourself but then there's also people like if you have guns then i need to have a gun because then i need to be able to protect myself with people who have guns where on the other hand like in the uk for example i mean there are definitely guns out there but they're few and far between like if if there was a shooting anywhere in the uk it'd make it make the national news i don't know if it would in america with like just the amount of shootings that's going on but for that's the other side of it where if no one has guns then there's a level playing field there as well. And I was just wondering, um, I was I was talking to Joe about this earlier, like I was asking the question, would you, do you deem Malaysia as, uh, um, as a country that- As a that, safe. Is, yeah, that was, is, is, would you deem Malaysia as a safe country? We all kind of said, yeah, but I said, every place here has security. So it's the way uh, every condo that we live in, um, every shopping mall, every shop in, in a sense has its own security guard in there. And I was like, when people asked the question, there was a question on one of the Facebook groups saying that is, is Malaysia safe enough? I've been told that do not go out at night, do not go out by yourself. If you're taking a handbag, make sure you're clutching it tight and all of these sort of things. And I know, I know like there are like things that do happen. I've seen, I've seen bag snatching happen myself once before and you hear stories that happen to your colleagues and friends. But I mean, the perception of having security in nearly every building makes <clears throat> makes Malaysia sound a dangerous place, and it's and it, and I'm guessing with the way that the guns are in America, it makes like you said the narrative at the start. You saying the narrative is that well, we need to protect ourselves because what are, what are the potential things that could happen? So my question here is that now you've kind of been brought. <clears throat> brought up in one way but you've also traveled and lived in different countries that don't have these gun laws if you were to go back to america again what how would you how would you go about it in terms of like carrying a gun not carrying a gun being it being able to live in countries that don't have gun laws but being pretty safe well um well to me what i do i wouldn't change much because i'm already doing what what I want other people to do, which is like the safe storage. Um, I don't carry it out in public. Um, I, if they did have a license that I would have to detain to show proficiency and have like a psyche valve and a real background check. I mean, and we haven't even talked about background checks, but to actually have a, like a real, um, I think in some places you have to even list like your former, girlfriends or anybody that you've like sort of dated because you know it's most violence happens between people that you know and you know mm -hmm. domestic violence um when you bring a gun into it is is fatal so um like some places i think in canada you have to list out like your former um your former dates and things like that to make Full sure that flames. you're not a stalker yeah yeah like to make sure you're not a stalker you know mm -hmm. so um so I, I would abide by all that. I'm fine with it because, you know, I, I have nothing, I have nothing to be afraid of in, in those regards. Yeah. So I. Well, and, you would, you would still, you would still own a gun though. Uh, would I still own a gun? Well, cause you're saying about safe um, storage. Prob probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah I, well, I mean, if I have the safe storage and everything, yeah. and to be honest, I, I, there will be a point where I just, because it's, it's the way we were brought up. I'll, I'll teach um, my daughter and son, like how to handle it, how to, how to be safe around the stuff. Because I think 
also another thing is like you know you can't go around like hiding people that go and hide their guns or think that you know under the mattress is that's that's how the kids like that's how kids get hurt and things like that so um would it change my um no i don't think so i think it's too baked into american culture um now if they if if someone told me it was like you know it's done you know like we're taking everything yeah yeah i don't know i mean um <laughs> would, would you, I would you be okay with the law in future with with uh would i be okay with the law like, would you be okay um, with the law that there was no guns allowed in america like if like, like how it is in the uk would you be okay with that yeah probably yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. basically it's yeah. the, it comes back to that question and i mean the point that a level playing field right it's either if, if people have got guns then i need a gun for protection but if people don't have guns then i don't need to have mm. one right but I mean, there's there's not many places there's not many places in the world where you can't actually legally get a gun. Like even in in some of the strictest gun control places in, in Europe, you can still legally. But I mean, it's there needs to be hoops to jump through. Now, I don't think yeah. I don't think it's an all or nothing thing. Um, yeah. I definitely don't think it's an all or nothing thing. You know, yeah. ideally, if everybody had their guns taken sure that would be a level playing field um but also i don't think it's i don't think it's in the best interest in a lot of cases especially in the u.s to do that um and i don't think it's practical i don't think it can be done it would without without massive um spurts of violence coming out from some of these groups yeah i know and also you it it spirals into like well then would police have guns or would they not you know and are guns necessary for certain things and farmers would say something about it and you know yeah i i agree with you sam in terms of i think if you have super strict laws about getting a gun licensing serious background checks which i just and that's from my point of view outside of the us i always feel it's like a no-brainer like why would you not do like psyche checks and why would you not do um you know uh tests and testing in terms of can you actually shoot it or not um proficiency tests i just think that's that's something that you should definitely do sam we're yeah. going to wrap it and, up and i think yeah oh, God. i think Sorry. i'll just say that even your statistics pointed out that most people would be would be in favor of something like that mm. so uh, i don't i'm not sure there there are that many I think most Americans would agree with you on that. Mm. With us, I, I said it too. With us, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we're, Sam, we're mainstream. I, yeah, I do want to say thank you for coming on. It's a a daunting topic to kind of delve into, and uh, I want to thank you for your honesty and and your stories. And I I loved uh, I loved hearing your taglines. Um, <laughs> yeah, I really I really enjoyed it, Sam. I, I hope I gave the discussion. Uh, the justice that it deserves because it's um it's it is such a hard one to to have and i i'm really glad that i mean you being two guys that are completely unfamiliar with it yeah. um to reach out and to have this sort of discussion um yeah for sure you know, i i hope it was if anything i hope it was interesting for someone uh yeah. to listen to so definitely i, I always I, find I've, it yeah, I find I found like a big insight in that. I mean, um, I always know there's always two sides to the story, so I know that I will never take one side, and I know that my experience is one experience, but if someone else will be completely different. And just like from hearing what you said from the start with your family and how you got brought up, and how, the mentality in that, I can completely understand now. Like I don't think I would mm-hmm. before this conversation. I did understand, and that's the whole point of this podcast is to like have these uncomfortable conversations and try to bring light to some of the points as well because um yeah i think from the envi- the environment that you've been brought up in the family that you've been surrounded with it just makes sense doesn't it um yeah. and then if you think about all the other american families it just it, it does make sense but i mean if we didn't have this conversation it would just be like wow well, on the news and then we got our own point of view and it's just alien to us and yeah, where yeah, stand, yeah you know no i appreciate it guys thank you Yeah. So Sam, we're going to finish with quick fire questions, like quick fire, super quick answers. You ready for this? 
Uh-huh. Uh, if you could see one movie again for the first time, what would it be? Uh, shoot. It had to be like the horror movie, like that um, uh, Hereditary, because it's, okay. it's, it's a bit freaky. I like horror movies. It's it's a bit freaky, but to to not know what is happening next, it's just an experience. Or, or, or the the witch, the witch came before that. That, <laughs> that one had like a twist at the end that was just like, "Wow, this is mind blowing." Yeah, it was it was good. I could do that. If yeah. if you could instantly become an expert in something, what would it be? Um, probably Thai Thai language considering uh i've been here for five years and you know married to ty uh so and i don't understand much of it so i would love <laughs> to be an overnight expert but she's not interested in teaching me so that's that's part of the problem yeah that's on that's on you sam uh, is it is it really is it <laughs> last question match yeah, last question. If you could have the power of teleportation right now, where would you go and why? Aside from home, back home, I would love to go back home uh, for the moment because uh, it's been a while, but it's also really damn hot. So um, maybe it's like New Zealand cold <sighs> nowadays. Is it cold? I thought you were going to say Malaysia there for a minute, Sam, but you've lost it. Oh. You've lost your chance. Oh, <laughs> I can swing by. I can swing by in between. That's quality. Yeah. Sam, thank you um, so much for coming on the podcast. I really enjoyed it. Um, and I hope you have too. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, no thanks, Sam. Thanks, Sam, for coming on. It. Appreciate thank you, it. Right. Yeah, it was good to see you again. And, uh, Catch you soon. See my golden boots sometime soon. Bring them over to Malaysia. (laughs) Will do. (laughs) All right. Take care, Sam. See you later. See See you guys. Hi, guys. Thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, go ahead and subscribe. Share it with someone if you think they might enjoy it or if they might learn something new. If you have any comments or would like to join us on an episode, Email us at youchattoomuch at gmail.com.